Winston Churchill once said, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Get ready to be inspired. This is the Big Fish Cares Podcast. Big Fish Cares Podcast. Whether it's business, life, financial, relationships, we're sharing stories and journeys to help inspire you to be optimistic and to take action. No matter the hurdle in life, you can do it, and we're here to help. Welcome to the Big Fish Cares Podcast, and here's your host, Benny Fisher. Today we have an exciting show. This is the first time that I've ever had multiple guests in person. We're using all four mics today. I have three amazing guys from the Big Fish Contracting Team. They're on our project management team in our operations department. And uh, we're going to have some fun today. First, we got Tommy Campbell. How are you doing today, Tommy? Good. How are you? Doing good, man. Is this your first podcast? It is. Yeah? You nervous? A little bit. You should be. Yeah. You should be. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Tommy Campbell. Um, Well, I'm 23 years old, used to be the youngest in the company, not anymore. There you go. Um, Been here since October 2019. Uh, Before that, was stuck cooking chicken at Chipotle before Benny saved me from that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much my story on getting here. tell Tell me about your growing up. Where'd you grow up at? Uh, Pleasant Hills, 15 minutes from here. And you born and raised there. And what did you do in high school? Didn't you play some? Didn't you play sports? Yeah, I played football, basketball, um, and then junior and senior year started playing volleyball. Ooh. But growing up, I was pretty much in everything: baseball, soccer, football, basketball, everything. I remember every, every time I see vo- hear the word volleyball, I think about that. Uh, was it was it Wedding Crashers? Um, when they're yeah. playing, when they're playing yeah. volleyball, meet the meet the Fockers when they're playing or in the pool. Meet parent, yeah, or meet the Fockers in the, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the in the pool. That's what it yeah. was, right? Yeah, where he spikes it, yeah, breaks, his, breaks nose. his nose. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, what'd you do? So you worked at Chipotle pretty much out of high school, right? Like, uh, that, you, like that was your only job. I came back from college after three semesters, and we made it two more semesters there. than me, man. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but I started working at a local restaurant in my junior year of high school so up until this point i only worked in the food industry wow that's cool and i remember your my neighbor at the time tommy mccafferty yep somehow is related to you right yep married to my cousin i remembered that we were at a uh, like a neighborhood block party and i was telling him you know man i need some sales guys i need some sales guys and i said man i said you know you could do good at big fish and I was asking anybody if they knew anybody because I was desperate at the time because I didn't know how to actually like you know hire anybody like the old you know the way we do it now. He's like, yeah, my you know my cousin Tom. And I'm like, ah, oh, cool, send him over. He's working at Chipotle. Oh, yeah, it'll be perfect. Yeah, if you can well, make we, a burrito, you yeah. can manage a roof. Project. Yeah, and then and then we just threw you an iPad and said to start going selling, and then yep. uh, and then we switched you to project management. So that's cool. All right, let's get to our next guest, Chad Wall. Chad, how you doing today, sir? Good. How are you doing, buddy? Good. Is this your first podcast? It is. This is going to be cool. You're going to be famous now. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or you're going to make me famous, one or the other. We'll get there together. There both, you go. Both work, right? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Chad. Um, all right. Well, uh, well, growing up, let's start with college. We'll do that. All right. <laughs> I originally went to college for music. I played guitar since I was eight. Uh, went to Belmont University for music performance and ended up coming home for family reasons. Uh, was going to go get like just general education credits at California University just to keep continuing the um, the master's degree. Ended up switching my major a couple times. Then uh, decided to uh, basically just get out into the workforce. So I went and got a uh, two-year associate's degree from triangle tech for carpentry and construction technologies hold on a second i'm like the guidance counselor so you go to school to be a musician yeah and then you come out wanting to do trades well okay met a girl fell in love never went back to nashville (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right should have went back to nashville that's okay but are you from originally from pittsburgh yeah okay born and raised all right cool so keep going 
So I uh, ended up going to Triangle Tech for carpentry and construction technology. Graduated valedictorian from there with the <laughs> <laughs> overachiever. <Yeah>. Overachiever, <laughs> always. I never do anything half. It's valedictorian, always, huh? Yeah. I mean, I think I graduated like number one seventy one out of four hundred and fifty. What about you, Tommy? Oh, I was in the hundreds. <laughs> My graduating class had four people. <laughs> well, there we go. Okay, now we're talking. So you were in the top twenty five percent. Yeah. Yeah. Bar wasn't set too. Still high. got the academic achievement award though, so that's yeah. I had to have my GPA over. How like many 3. people 8. for real, really were there? There four by the time <laughs> it was done. It started off with a class of twenty two, and each semester it just kept dropping numbers. But so by the time everybody finished the degree, it was four left in my class. Just so all the young kids out there that are listening, you don't have to be the brightest ball in the box to work at Big Fish. I'm just telling you, but we will take you if you're smart. Oh yeah, I'm a dummy. If I can do it, you could do it. That's awesome. So you went from music to the trades. What did you do at Triangle Tech? Uh, it was carpentry and construction technology. So Triangle Tech is actually an awesome school. Uh, some of the people who go there maybe not might not be the brightest light bulbs in the box, but the school itself is great. It will teach you everything. Like I could look at a set of blueprints, lay out a site, civic plans. I could go do the site work, excavate, pour the footers, do the foundation, any type of foundation, uh, you know, insulated concrete forms, cinder blocks, the new wall system that they put up in Brace. They go through everything and they get you certifications that you'll never use. Like I'm certified to use a type of concrete that's only used like at a certain equator line. <laughs> Gonna be down in like Venezuela. Yeah. Pouring, so there, there's this, concrete for Pablo Escobar. Yeah. So there's a, a concrete called pervious cement, which it's uh, like regular concrete, sand, gravel, and uh, Portland cement. This is Portland cement and gravel. And it leaves the sand out so it's porous and it drains water real fast. And they use it in like monsoon areas so that way they can clear the roads for hydroplaning. Well, there was a building, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but we called it the PIC building. It's up in Greensburg off of that road where OC Clus is. And they were doing like uh, an eating patio for their like employees. And they were building that and they had Triangle Tech come out and do it. Well, that was pervious concrete. And the guy who was like pouring it was an instructor in it. So they got the entire like class certified in this concrete that I've never, ever, ever seen again. <laughs> so what'd you do after Triangle Tech? How old are you, by the way? I am 36. 36. So you're a little older than Tommy. Tommy, you're 22? 23. 23. Why are you getting old, man? I know. It sucks. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So you're 36. So what'd you do like after Triangle Tech? I went into the field and was a framing carpenter for a couple years and worked my way up from there. I went from carpenter to lead carpenter. Then they found out that I could, I was good with numbers. So they got me into the estimation portion of it. Then from estimations i used that experience to get an actual architectural estimator's job you never pulled the guitar out no nah, well i mean i was on the radio yeah oh okay <laughs> we'll talk about that that should be a separate podcast all by itself <laughs> yeah. i feel like chad walker have his own show yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's one of the most interesting people i've ever met oh, yeah. i no doubt about that <laughs> so where do you live at now you live right in bell vernon bell vernon now yeah Dan, let's go with you dan introduce yourself dan ogroski dan ogroski i uh I grew up in West Mifflin. My family's from Hazelwood. My parents uh, relocated there, so I grew up in West Mifflin. Um, I also started out in the food industry, so I, uh, from high school all the way up until I was about 23, I got in the Carpenters Union at 23. I, I cooked at the Olive Garden for about seven years. And then I got out of the food industry altogether. The one in Pleasant Hills, <coughs> West right. Mifflin, yep. right yep. there, yeah. Yeah. So all, um, you, all you can eat soup and what breadsticks and uh, soup or something? Soup and salad never ending possible. Never ending possible. Didn't we have somebody from Olive Garden? Who was the other kid from TJ? Yeah, like he was an intern. Kyler. Yeah. Kyler was yeah. here. All right, Dan, go ahead. Keep yeah. going. We're, so we're sidetracking. I got into the commercial uh, carpentry union and I did that for about 10 years. And while I was doing that, I, I dabbled in real estate a little bit, so I invested in some rental properties and flipped some houses, and um, I got mixed up with uh, Acre of Pittsburgh, which is a you know pretty neat group. Uh, yeah, specializes in real estate investing. And yeah, my boy Josh Adamick is uh, still heavily uh, involved over there. Yeah, I met him over there. Yeah, yeah. he's cool. 
Avid yeah. Investor. He's got a podcast. That's a plug. That's a plug, by the way. <laughs> I'm starting to get good at this. So uh, while I was in the uh, union, I, I started doing uh, work on, residentially on my own and built up a clientele. I eventually went out of the union and started my own residential contracting business. Um, mostly networked with uh, investors you know, that I met through Acre. Uh, stayed busy with that for quite some time. And then um, my most recent job before here at Big Fish was uh, Chatham University. So I got, they were actually one of my clients. So they, they called me about six years ago. One of their uh, two carpenter positions was opening up. So I uh, took the opportunity, you know, I saw it was a, like a nice, cozy job. Like when I was in a union, I remember I, like a university or hospital was like, you made it, you know what I mean? Yeah, you was, can, like, sit, you can, sit, you can sit on a bench and like, <laughs> yeah, hide, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, just ride it out. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. it was, uh, yeah, so that was a, that was like a, seemed like a great opportunity at the time. But the, what I noticed, like after a few years, the, uh, it was just, I was slowly starting to decay on the inside. It was very unstimulating and uh, I just started slipping, you know, mentally. Yeah, it can happen so, to the best of us, that's for sure. Yeah, man, you need we got to be stimulated, so. Well, we're crazy around here at Big Fish, so. <laughs> what, uh, you're the only, well, out of the three of you, I have a child, obviously, Sammy, but you have kids and three a wife, yep. yeah, so you're like a big family man. Yeah, very lucky. How, how, old, are, how old are the kids? Uh, my oldest is 17, Ryan Lee. She is uh, a junior at Baldwin High School. She just started driving recently, so that changed our lives quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alexis Renee, she's 15. She's my second. She's a sophomore over there. And Daniel Titus is uh, my son. He's 12 years old. I remember. I remember when Daniel Titus came in the office yeah. to see where Dad worked. That's right. He was in my office, and you know I have like the Michael Jordan jersey on the wall, and and the and the Tom Brady for all you Pittsburgh fans. I have Tom Brady on my wall, and LeBron and Roberto Clemente, but. Daniel, little Daniel's in here, and me and him were just chatting because I think his dad was off doing something in the warehouse, and he looks over at my little refrigerator, and he goes, "You got that rich man water?" <laughs> I just, I just, and it was a bottle of Fiji, right? I keep Fiji in there just because I feel like it looks cool, and it like you know if I ever have guests, you know what I mean? Like I never expected the kid to say. Oh, that's rich man water. I'm like, it's only like 50 cents more a bottle than the other stuff. But, you know. He did not get that from me. I don't know yeah. where that came from. Oh, it was cool, though. And I, I tell you what, kids are the best because they always ask the, the best questions. And I feel like I'm still a kid because I ask a million questions. And um, I think that's why me and Sammy get along so good because we just keep asking each other questions and we just question each other to death. So I love it when uh, when Daniel, little Daniel came in. So he'll have to listen to this podcast because now he's got a little... Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. He's a blast, dude. He's a talker for sure. He's uh, socially fearless. That's he good. Can, he can talk to anybody about anything. There you go. So, so let's let's come full circle and, and let's talk about why you guys left what you were doing and why did you guys come to Big Fish? Like, what prompted that? And you guys just go whenever, whoever wants to go, just go. Well, I was, uh, like I said, I was pretty nestled in in Chatham and... Um, my cousin is actually Rob. Yeah, the integrator. Yeah, the integrator here at Big Fish. He actually called me and said, uh, I'd like you to come. And uh, it was funny because he actually got promoted to his CFO position at his current job, his previous job. And when he told me he got promoted, uh, he said, there's a catch. And, I, you know, I <laughs> congratulated him. And he, I said, what's the catch? He said, well, I told him I quit. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, yeah, he said he was hanging that up to come and uh, – work at big fish yeah which, uh, i thought he was a fool for doing but he said uh you know there's another catch i'd like you to come and talk to us so and i wasn't even looking for a job i wasn't interested i was slowly just settling in at my uh because you didn't really know that much about us that's why you no it was crazy. not at all you yeah. from a big company to right a small yeah. company, right like because yeah. it looks on the optics you know i think his mom and dad even said the same thing he's like oh, it's a step backwards right yeah. And a lot of us times, you know, in life, you know, you can take one step back to hopefully go three steps forward. And I feel like that's what I feel like that's what Rob decided. Oh, to yeah, do. absolutely. Some of you yeah. guys even probably even decided to do so. Yeah. Fortune favors the brave. How was the interview process, Dan? Oh, man, I'll tell you, when I came in and sat down with you and Rob, I was like blown away. I was like, uh, it, it felt like a shot of adrenaline, honestly, like just sitting talking with you guys. I remember going home and talking to my wife and I was just like, huh? I uh, 
I think I want to do this. I, mean, I feel like I feel like uh, we gave him the Kool Aid. <laughs> it really did, man. It really did. It like got me all fired up. I, I uh, it was that video. Her. I showed you that video that Tommy was in with his mustache. Yeah, That's what it was, yeah. man. I said, yeah. who is that guy with that mustache? Yeah, the eighties stash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to be on that team. Yeah. Everybody does. So that's cool. <laughs> what what made you decide, like, you know, I want to stop doing whatever I'm doing and I want to come join this crazy bunch of people? Well, I mean, I got laid off at the start of the COVID thing. So the company uh, I was working for COVID just gotcha. completely shut down. And then, uh, you know, I was looking for jobs. I had a couple offers. And this one, I just, I liked it right off the bat. Like, uh, there were, you know, you interviewed me. You sent me out with Heisen. And whenever I saw how things operated here, I was like, yeah, this is, this is my niche right here. Tell us like, about that first interview. Do you remember the first interview? Oh. I, I remember it because it was our new format that we were doing. So we do, so we do a two part interview. So like when, so when applicants come in, um, Mallory, our executive assistant kind of filters through all the resumes and, and kind of weeds. That's the first process. Then she gets whatever she thinks is like, you know, doable. And then we book first round interviews and those first round interviews are usually with me and her. And the only thing that we're talking about, we're not talking about really your, your past too much and what you did. We're talking about your core values and we're talking about, you know, our four core values, which are, do you guys remember? Serve others, exceed expectations, do the right thing, be enthusiastic. Be enthusiastic. There you go. So that's the first round, and we do a panel interview because we're trying to hire so many people, and and we know that everyone's not going to show up to the interview. We know that even the people that make it through the first round sometimes don't make it through the second round. So we try to schedule anywhere from two to three people up to like six people at one time and kind of just do a round robin, almost like podcast style, and just go around and asking people uh, different questions. So I remember you were on there with two other fellas, yeah, and it was pretty entertaining. One guy was in the bathroom. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Like we, were on the, we were on the Zoom interview. One guy was in the bathroom. Panama Jack. Yeah, and then the other guy had like one tooth and like, uh, and like he just got done smoking like fourteen cigarettes because like he was like, yeah, you know, I gotta do it like this. I think he was smoking other things than cigarettes, but yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, that's what we find out through Zoom. But Chad, Chad stuck out like a, you know, just like a bright and shining star, and I love the the fact that you had experience. I know Home Depot got out of the. Uh, the contracting business. I know you really liked it there and enjoyed what you did. And similar process here. We just do it way better. Uh, you know, Home Depot is really, really good to like go buy stuff at. And like the guys with the orange aprons will take good care of you. But like having them come out to manage a job site, you know, and you could talk a little bit about that. Like, yeah, what's the differences between what we do here at Big Fish and like, you know, the way these big box stores try to go out and subcontract and manage jobs? All right. Well, just to clarify, in case nobody knows this part of the background, I was the district installation manager for Southwestern Pennsylvania uh, Home Depot installed cells. So I was managing 170 jobs a month, just me, ordering, scheduling, the dumpster, everything. So my job was my job, Tori's job, Frank's job, and like two other jobs because I had windows too, windows, gutters, and installation. Yeah, there's no way you could have done that as best as possible. No, yeah. no. Way overloaded. So at any given time, I would have like five roofing jobs going, three siding jobs going, six window jobs going. And then if something were to happen, because issues come up on job sites, hey, there's rotted wood, we need wood here. I either had to pay the contractor to go get it, or I had to stop what I was doing and go get it too. So, so there was, you had a desk job and you were out in the field? Yeah, there was a lot of times. Like during the day, I would be in the field. And then at night, by the time I got home, I was just doing paperwork because I was so behind on my paperwork. So it got to the point to where like my life was my job. So he's got like a cushy job now at Big Fish. Oh, yeah. Like it's one job at oh, yeah. a time, one customer yeah. at a time. One job at a time. I can focus, give my full attention to the person right in front of me. There you go. Give them a better experience. That's it's awesome. great. That's awesome. Tommy. Well, I think it was pretty obvious. Yeah, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. um, well, the interview process was way different than these oh, two. Like, yeah. Three years ago, man, it was like, hey, just yeah. follow me, right? Like, it was like you're hired. Like, I think I hired you right on the spot, yeah. probably, right? I, I had, I came in for an interview, and I remember the first question you asked me was, do you have any roofing experience? I said, no. You said, you have any sales experience? I said, I worked in the school store at my high school. That's it. And I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my head, I go, oh, this is off to an awful start. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to get away from food, Chipotle, as best I could. And we ended up, I think, talking for like 
an hour and a half, two hours. Probably. Everything all over the spectrum. Probably, um, yeah. And that that made me realize that this was a good place to work. You were a good guy to work for. So went home and kind of was just sitting there staring at my phone until he finally until you finally sent me the text that I got it. And you and unfortunately you got off to a rough start if I remember right. Your first what was it your first day? Like uh yeah, so I came I started on Monday the fifteenth and went out to lunch with you and Ed. Was here for a few hours, went home that night around nine o'clock, found out that uh my dad had passed away. Yeah, man, that was wow. that was tough. Yeah, that so was, that was like first day here, yeah, and then I was off for a week and a half. But that's what we do; we take care of you, right? Yeah. So it was it was a rough start, but uh, seen a lot of growth we should since do, then. Yeah, we should do a whole separate podcast. Me and you just talking about your journey through the sales <laughs> experience because you did, you did sales for like a year. Yep. And then we flipped you in the project management because we thought it would be a better fit. Man, yeah. I tell you what, you're you're excelling pretty well. So. Let's get into the, like the day of the job, what you guys do every single day. So you guys talk about, um, you know, our process here at Big Fish Contracting Company is, you know, when a customer calls in, um, you know, they call in the office or the email through a website. Um, and then, you know, our customer service, Valerie right now is um, intaking all that. She assigns it to a project advisor uh, who's like the salesperson. They go out, do an inspection, do make sure that the customer really needs something done, make sure we're a good fit. Um, and then they give them a quote and then they, they sign up, they, you know, we can prove the job. They pick out the colors. It comes back into the office where Tori, our operations assistant, um, and coordinator, she kind of schedules the job. She orders the job. And then on the day of the job, it comes to your guys's department. So let's talk a little bit about, um, let's talk about it from two angles. Let's talk about it from behind the scenes of like what it's like behind the scenes and let's talk about what it's like for the customer and the customer experience. Uh, I mean, behind the scenes, you know, we're trying to prep the customer for what's about to happen. So we contact them the day before with the welcome message. Uh, when we show up in the morning, I, I usually knock on the door. Hi, Mr. And Mrs. You know, Johnson Smith, whatever the last name is. I want to talk to you about your project. Is there anything around the property that we have to take special care of something that can't be moved like a gas grill or something without being disconnected or, you know, what are your concern areas here? So that way I know, and I can address that up front. And then I usually prep them for a little bit of the back end too, for what to expect. Like, Hey, when you get a new roof, your shingles aren't going to be laying down flat right away. Why is that? Dan, do you know why that is? Yeah, they're just stiff, and they uh, they actually, like, as the sun beats on them, they call it baking down, so they, they tend to settle down, and they actually adhere to themselves each layer so that no water can penetrate. Yeah, the gravity, first of all, gravity, because these shingles, you know, they, they're pretty heavy, right? I think it's like 250 pounds, 240 pounds, maybe, I don't know. They're probably getting lighter. They're probably like 225 pounds a square now. Because I remember the old guys. I don't think any customers now refer to shingles by how much how much they weigh. <laughs> but back in the old days, old guys would be like, "What's the weight on them shingles?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. Like, dude, it's just like the standard shingle. It's the number one selling shingle in America, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I just buy it because it's like the best." Yeah. But um, yeah, so when the gravity weighs them down a little bit, the sun heats up the the shingle, you know, and the shingle's all full of asphalt, right? And then it kind of just, and then there's a seal strip underneath, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It heats that tar up that's underneath there, and then that's what forms a nice bond. How long does that usually take? I know in the summer, obviously, it's a lot quicker. This time of year, it just, it just what, a couple days until, like, that sunlight comes yeah, out. Yeah, and really it's really just, just dependent on the weather. Yeah. It could, the temperature doesn't really have anything to do with it, right? It's all about the sunlight, yeah. right? All about the sun. Yep. Color of the shingles helps, too. The darker shingles still faster because they hold more heat. That's cool. So, Dan, so talk about, like, after you greet the customer and kind of talk about the concerns, what, what are you guys doing next? Um, usually we pull up about 7 a.m., and it's a uh, – it's like when the when the circus starts. It's like the, <laughs> the crew's there. You got yeah, it's like the carnival. Yeah, it's like it's, the big fish carnival. It's all the, action. the bomb like drops. Full steam ahead. Yeah. We need those runway For markers. Sure. <laughs> like dumpster like, here. It's, a, it's here. a beautiful dance with Air uh, chaos yeah. and order. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about like what's happening in the morning because the morning is like where all the action is, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that is like yeah. the most. I love showing up to job sites in the morning. Like tell us all all the all the people that come and all the all the different stuff that's happening. Yeah, the crew shows up. Uh, we show up as project managers. The dumpster shows up and the materials show up all within 
probably an hour's time. Usually all right at seven o'clock, if not earlier. <laughs> yeah. Have, so, you ever, have you ever seen that happen before? Anyway? Oh, absolutely. You, you, I mean, I've showed up on a job. No, I'm talking at, about like in your previous careers. Like, have you ever seen? Like, oh, like what? A, everything. No, the day of job. Everything like everything's so like dialed in, right? Yeah. It's it's so, a fine old machine. Part like, of, it, and part of the reason we're able to do that is because of our amazing relationships with our vendors. So like Beacon yeah. Roofing and Michael Brothers, you know, like we have such good relationships because you guys take good, really good, good care of them. You know, we obviously pay our bills on time. You know, that's to me like that's the easy part, right? Paying the bills. Yeah, all on those time. guys are all amazing too. They yeah. couldn't be more. All their, all their workers, all their yeah. drivers. Because I mean, those guys are those guys are just like you. They're out on the front lines every single day. You guys are their customer, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to us about the. Talk to us about those three parts: the dumpster, the the materials, and the crew coming. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a juggle, man. I mean, it's. Ideally, it's, it's nice to meet the customer before anybody shows up. That's not always a perfect world. It's not always happening that way. But uh, as quickly as you can get that initial walkthrough out of the way, um, the dumpster shows up. And then just the, the fine details you got to iron out before, you know, things get out of hand. And you can easily lose a grip on things, you know, that it's happening so fast in the morning. But Do you know there's companies out there right now that just send the work order to the crew and then just hope and pray that everything goes okay? Yeah. Do you know that that's how, like, most companies do things in Pittsburgh? And they've been doing it like that. That's one of the reasons I started this company is because I'm like, this is crazy. Like, all you have to do is show up, do what you say you're going to do, make sure the materials are right, make sure the dumpster comes and they put in the right spots so it's easy for the crew, right? The last thing the crew wants to do is have to deal with a big mess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that relationship, Tommy. Talk about the relationship that you have with these guys, the crew that, that they're out there every day working their butt off for you guys. Well, I mean, yeah, they're great. I know Chad and Dan can both speak to this. Um, uh, friends with all of them on Facebook, um, yeah. talking with them even after you get home from the job. You have to build a strong relationship with those guys. Um, comes with the territory; they're kind of walled off at first. Um, big thing that I've learned is working with them to gain the respect. Once you get a respect factor uh, with them, makes things a whole heck of a lot easier. Um, whether it's moving shingles around for them, carrying stuff up the ladder for them, being on the roof, tossing shingles down to them, um, really anything that makes their life a little easier because our job's easy compared to theirs. They're doing the hard part. Yeah, so, they're doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah, anything we can do to kind of take some stress and ease their day um, goes a long way in their books. Awesome. What do you guys do? Talk to us about how you guys use company cam. I know we talked to, you know, we put put on our sales process, but talk to me about what company cam and what that app, how do you use it with the customer and the crew and the office? Oh, company cam. It's, well, that's, it's an incredible blessing. I'll tell yeah, you, it's, it's like, yeah, it's unbelievably useful. I mean, for communication uh, with the customer, with, um, you know, the, the home office here, any issues you have, like company cams, got all your answers. Tell us what it does. So Tommy. basically, I'll pull it up. Each job, um, each home has their own specific file. So I'll go there. It started beforehand from the start when they call in. Valerie in the front office creates it. The salesman goes out, shoots their photos. Day of job for us, it allows us to take photos of any damage, previous damage, um, cover our or cover us on the back end. Um, but then it's also a lot of these people don't know the material really that's going on their roof. I remember you told me this when I first started in sales. Not many people will buy a roof more than once in their life. They don't understand the process. They don't know the materials. It's not like buying a car that you do 20 times in your life. So being able to take these pictures on site up close, annotate them, it helps me personally on the back end when we're doing the job completion form, going through the checklist, I can say, uh, Mr. Smith, here's your felt buster that I sp- or spoke to you about earlier. Here's your field shingles. Here's your starter strip. Here's your ridge vent, your cap shingles. And it gives them a visual instead of just trying to spew information out of my mouth. Well, and Chad, I don't know if you've had any um, experience with this, but back in the day when I was learning about roofing, there were, there were guys that would go out and sell all the premium stuff. And then they pull the old bait and switch with the customer and then go buy all the cheap products. You know, we only use GAF, you know, high-end premium products, right? And there's even more premium GAF products that some customers choose to, to go with the, some of the even better materials. 
Um, but talk to us about the importance of like, you know, the difference between like if you like roofing tar paper, like the old school tar paper versus like if somebody bought deck armor, GAF deck armor and, and talk about from a couple different angles. There's the, the pricing different angle, right? Mm-hmm. The bait and switch on that, that they're paying, you know, if they if you said you're going to give them this and then you switch it for that. Then there's the quality yeah. of that stuff. Go ahead and tell us about the underlayments. Well, I mean, judging from like Home Depot, the Home Depot had a thing. They liked uh, good, better, and best. So their good had 15-pound felt paper. Their better had 30-pound felt. you can rip. Felt. It's like construction yeah. paper, right? Yeah. And you can rip it. And then their best had the synthetic felt, but it was like the lower quality synthetic felt. Like we're using Felt Buster, which is like, that's top of the line right under deck armor which you can get for an upgrade we'll put that on there but felt buster by itself is rated to protect your roof for 180 days without any shingles so you could paper in a roof and walk away from it for 180 days and it won't leak so that's one of the reasons why we're able to shingle in the winter is because it doesn't matter how long those shingles take to seal your roof's protected in the summertime the summer the sun's going to come out beat it down and seal it we'll be fine but uh, you can't do that with 15-pound felt. 15-pound felt's only good for, like, three days. 30-pound yeah. felt's good for two weeks. And it just it rips, it crumbles, it breaks apart, doesn't seal. The felt paper that we're using now, the synthetic, it's like a tarp. Like, it just... Well, the cost, and again, too, like, if, if a salesman's going in and selling a customer, oh, hey, we do the best, you know, we do it just like Big Fish, we, we give all the premium products... And then they come in and do the bait and switch with the, like the, the the tar paper. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking like that 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 contractor's picking up an extra three, four, five hundred bucks sometimes yeah. in profit because he did a bait and switch move, which is and customers will never usually know because they're not getting up they're there. not paying attention. They're like, not getting like, up there and ripping off shingles either to yeah. see what's underneath. And that's why that's why when I created the Big Fish Experience, like I don't know, so many years ago. I'm like, man, we have to have every customer has to have a project advisor to explain the process, pick out their options because not all roofs are created equal. And then they also need a project manager as a team player to like take care of them on the day of the job and like actually watch all the details. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that's really at the, the essence of it, the big fish experience. There's lots of other stuff that goes into it. But, you know, we have obviously the office here. We have like, I don't know, seven or eight people that work in the office. So there's customer services that is so high. It's, it's, it's such a high uh, importance to us here at Big Fish um, because we want to make sure that that customer always knows that we're here for them. We always come back uh, and we always do the right thing. Let's talk about middle of the day. Yeah, I think you guys did a great job of explaining kind of what the morning's like. Um, talk about the middle of the day when they get the roof torn off. What happens? What happens then? Time to run, (laughs) run for materials. So usually once they get the roof torn off, that's whenever you're looking at the decking and evaluating how good it is. Is it still solid? Is it still going to hold nails? Do we have to replace wood? If we have to replace wood, well, that needs to get done before we can do anything else. So that needs to happen quick. You need to get to the store, get the wood, get back, so that way they can put the decking down and then start doing the roof. That's I a think bi- it's go ahead. That's one of the unique things I think at Big Fish is that like that's laid out ahead of time. Like we're prepping the customers. Not a lot of roofers, I don't think, are addressing decking at that. You know, the first. well, some some guys don't. It's a setback. Yeah, you know I mean? some guys don't address it because they want to skim over it. Yeah. Some guys don't address it just because they're afraid that, you know, if they tell that a customer is going to like not do business with them because mm-hmm. then they're like always worried. Cause we have a lot of customers that are worried about, Oh man, they, we talk about the wood and they're like, well, what, what's the worst case scenario? Well, the worst case scenario is your whole roof, but let's talk real numbers. And I want to go around the horn on this out of 10 jobs. How many people need e- even like one sheet of wood replaced? Would you say oh, out of 10 know. jobs? I would say eight or nine. Yeah. All, yeah at least, least, not all of them. So there's at least one sheet of wood. One, it's one usually sheet of plywood. plywood one sheet, yeah, you yeah, always find A couple something. of one buys. It's usually under 50 feet. So yeah. how many customers are over the, because we give five sheets, right? Mm-hmm. It's included in our price because we kind of already know this, right? We kind of already know that most customers are pretty much going to fall in the one to five, right? So we just yeah. include it in the price. We already know that we're going to have to go get the wood. We include a little bit of wood in there for the customer to make it. You know, so that way there's no changers. How often, though, does it go above that? Because that's what most customers are afraid of. I don't think it happens that often, right? Once no, out of every 15, say, 20 jobs, maybe? I was going to say two. Yeah, two, two, out out ten, ten, two, two out of 10, two out of 20. Two out of 10 to 15-ish. Yeah. In that All right, range. so you're it's, saying it's not often. 15%, yeah. 10 to 15%. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, not re- it's really uncommon. 
Okay. And a lot of times, too, you can tell them how old the house is, right? If the house is over like 60, 70 years old, you're going to have an increase. There's a better chance, right? Mm -hmm. If the house is, you know, post-1960, you know, the newer style and stuff like that, there's usually not as much. And depending on, you know, if people took care of their house, if there's always been people living in there, like we can kind of gauge and guide a customer down that path, right? It's also easier... uh on the sales side of things, if they're getting into, they're doing their attic inspections like that, you can prep the customer from the start. If Mark pops his head up into, a, uh, yeah. into the attic and can see point. anything like that, um, makes our job easier and it's uh, gives the customer an expectation of what's going to happen already. Proper planning pre- prevents piss poor performance, <laughs> right? I feel like, and I know Rob, our integrator, has always been talking about your guys' t- main job is to do what? In- in- anticipate problems, right? Yep. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Yeah. There you go. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I think is that's it, already saved. Somebody says that. So what is those conversations like? What happens after you inspect the deck? Like, you guys are working with the crew. Someone talk to us about that process. Let's say... Let's say, I don't know, just talk to us about the process, like an average job. It's, it's, uh, it's really just like almost automated. Like as soon as they're tearing off, like the crew's communicating, they're calculating yeah. how much decking they're going to need. You know what I mean? They're identifying the soft spots and any, you know, holes or cracks or splintered wood. Any, any water damage. And you guys and are taking pictures the whole time, too, yep. right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And the they're going into the company cam, and the customer can actually be inside their house or be at home. Click on that link and just see pictures just keep popping up, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you guys are text messaging back and forth with clients, I'm assuming? Yeah. I, I, One of the things I, I always get is, like, do I have to be there for the job? And we'll tell them, well, you don't have to be there. With this company cam app, that's the beauty of it is, like, they're watching the roof happen in live live stream. So any questions they might have about any, any particular issue or any phase of it, they can call or text us at any time. And we're, like, we're able to, like, communicate based on, you know, it's real time. I mean, the, the process behind this daily operation, the fact that we can pull this off, and almost every job takes a day from start to finish. And the, the process behind preparing for that day is there's a lot that goes into well, it. Well, and that's so the that thing. We can execute that's the thing where, like, a lot of customers will say, when I, I, I remember this from when I was in sales, they're like, well, we know that there's this, you know, this other guy that's selling GAF shingles and he's, you know, and he's using company cam and, you know, you're a thousand dollars more. Well, why is that? And I'm thinking like, well, just because they're using GAF and company, two great, awesome, awesome American companies, but the technology and the product's not enough. It's the people behind the technology, right? It's the processes that we put in place here at Big Fish. It's the checks and balances. It's the it's the communication between the project advisor, the project manager, the office, the customer, the crew, the delivery driver from the dumpster, and the materials, right? All of that together is where the gap is, right, with us and every other contractor. And I feel like that's what makes the difference. And, again, it's you guys – Every single day, really paying attention to those details. And, I, and I'm hoping that hopefully a couple of our customers and clients will listen to this and they understand that it's it's so much more than just what's on the sheet of paper. Oh, yeah. Because it's really hard to differentiate yourself, you know, right. um, on the sheet of paper. So let's talk about, like, towards the end of the day. Let's, you know, after you guys start to, you start to put the, let's talk about the parts of the roof real quick. How do you, really quickly, let's go through, what do you guys put on first? The drip edge on the eaves. There you go. And then what? Ice and water shield at all your gutter lines, valleys, penetrations. Cool. And then what? Felt buster. It's, uh, your protection um, from any weather it just covers all the main areas of the roof. Yeah, that's like the old, it's the synthetic underlayment that uh, now is in place of the old tar paper that your grandpa probably used to use. We have two options. We have felt buster and we have deck armor. Deck armor, I think, is a two-way breathable fire uh fire retardant like type of material i think it's the only product actually in the whole entire country that's two-way breathable yeah uh, which if people have ventilation issues or stuff like that it's kind of nice too and if you have more information on that you can just go to the gaf.com website for more information um so let's talk about the end of the day what uh what's going on at the end of the day end of the day is um you know just the wrap up the clean up the process to uh you know button everything up making sure all the Debris picked up. Um, we're tearing down our catch-all systems, wrapping everything up, 
uh, rolling up our tarps. We're pulling out the magnets. We got these giant magnets on wheels that are like a fan favorite. Like customers yep. love those. Yeah. Boy, they sure help. They make a huge. I always difference. thought about giving those away to customers, like like a little mini version of like a magnet, because I feel like all Should dads, like desk, all dads uh, and grandpas love magnet gadgets, right? Yep. Like, don't they? <laughs> they have and a, I feel like we need a yellow, like a paper we need like a yellow and black desk yeah, magnet, like a yellow and black big fish magnet to leave behind with that guy that's like, man, I love that magnet, yeah. bro. <laughs> They're a huge help. We just roll those through every yard, every every inch of um, you know yards and driveways. Picks up every nail, every anything we pull out of that roof that's uh, you know has any magnetism. Those things sure pick them up. And you're communicating with the customer. You're kind of giving the customer kind of an idea when we're going to finish. The crew's giving you guys feedback. You kind of, you guys have so much experience now. You guys know exactly kind of like when we're going to be done. What happens at the end of the job to make sure that like you know every the, everything's done, the crew's cleaned up, the customers happy? Talked about that final wrap up process. We go through the uh, the checklist. Oh, what did I just knock over? We go through the. <laughs> We go through the checklist and uh, make sure that everything's done right. Make sure the metal's done perfectly. The you know the ridge cap's been or the ridge vent's been cut, capped, and vented, and everything's cleaned up, picked up, and everything looks real good. And then we go knock on the customer's door and take them on a tour of their brand new roof, explaining the parts to them and what everything does and why things are in place where they are and what to expect and how long it's going to take. So. A lot of times, like the customer, if they happen to not be home, we'll do a final walk around and do a, a round of company cam picks of the prop, you know, the property when everything's cleaned up and done. Uh, send the drone up for a last round of pictures uh, from from an aerial view, and that way uh, the customer can, you know, they like, they like seeing their house, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's yeah. The, that's their pride and joy, right? Like, yep. like that's usually nine out of, I'd say ninety nine out of hundred people. That's their biggest investment. Yeah, is their house. And that's like their baby. You know what I mean? That's and and again, the roof protects everything inside that home, you know, and inside that home are their family, right? And nobody likes a leak, right? Nobody likes water coming in. You know, some people can withstand more than less, but um, you know, part of the reason that uh, you know, it's it's really important that you choose the right products, you choose the right company, and you understand the whole process. And you understand those differences. And I think that's kind of what separates us from everybody else. Let's talk about um, what do you guys do? Like, that's pretty much, what, 90% of your job, I would say? 80 to 90% of your job. What are other things that you do around here at Big Fish Contracting Company when you're not on a job managing a project with a customer? For instance, like if there's a little bit of bad weather or maybe there's, you know, you get done a little early or just give me some of the other things that you guys are doing around here. Recently, it's been getting the warehouse in order. Um, yeah, because we're recording this. Uh, <clears throat> this was, what, end of middle of February right now. Yeah. It's probably not going to go live till March or April. But, yeah, so the wintertime, we're doing a lot of warehouse work, a lot of working on processes, yep. figuring out best practices. Yeah. Um, you guys do a couple of repairs here and there, right, mm -hmm. whenever yep. they need you? Services. Yep. Yeah, helping out the service guys. Basically, like, there's a round of calls you make if you're not busy, you know, to see if anybody needs anything, you know, just pitching in where you can. Awesome. Awesome. What, um, what's common questions that homeowners have that you guys, you know, as soon as you show up on job sites, you know, like, right. You have different kinds of homeowners, right? Some are probably like absentee where like, they're like, hey, I don't care what you do. Just get it done. There's probably some that are like, you know, the engineers and architects over there. Like, Hey, like how many pounds is that shingle? <laughs> right? like, how many nails are you putting in? Like, talk to me about the common questions that homeowners have for you. And they're probably mostly fear-based, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're all fear-based, correct? Yeah. Just and also not just because they don't know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, what are the questions and how do you guys handle those? We touched on it before. The waviness in the shingles is probably the number one question I get asked at every job. That and that was they usually ask at the end because they don't see it till the yeah. end. So now you guys start talking about it to them in the beginning, right? Yeah. Right. That way it kind of makes us seem you set know, that expectation. Set the expectation, right? Yeah. Yeah. You want them to know you're telling them the truth and you're not like making something up on the spot. So yeah. you don't want them to ask, why are my shingles bumpy there? And because we've been in the roofing yeah. business, we, we take it we take it for granted because yep. we just see it every single day. Yeah. Right? Like and it's like that's the biggest problem that I learned over the last ten years in the business is once I started to understand how everything worked, like I would get tired of repeating myself all the time. And I didn't realize, like, that's the first time this customer's ever going to hear it. So, mm -hmm. like, 
But, you know, as humans, like, I'm like, man, I just said that yesterday. I just said that today. And it's like you feel like you're a broken record, but it's a different person. So, like, we have to be intentional about making sure that we run through the whole process the right way every single time. Don't skip steps, right? Because as soon as you do, what happens? That Lots of problems. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of one of our, what other questions do customers have or what other problems are, like, what are they, what are they worried about? Nails. Uh, Talk about nails. Previous yeah. leaks. Talk about nails. Well, I mean, uh, like. What you, are they worried about? Just if we're going to get them all. You like, mean like t- from the tear off, like the nails yeah. that come off the roof, like the old nails. Yeah. I mean, there's things that can, customers can do that could help us if they're really worried about cleanup. Like cutting your grass is a big one. Because the wheels on the magnet only go up so far. And if you don't cut your grass, it'll rip the nails back off the magnet. So after it picks it up, it's putting them right back into your yard. So stuff like that helps us out. But Cutting uh, your grass and cleaning up after your dogs. Yeah. That's that's appreciated. I'm much appreciated. That'll help the big fish crew out. So if any homeowners (laughs) are going to be getting your roofs done anytime soon, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, (laughs) cut your grass, clean up that dog Mm poo-poo, and you'll have happy project managers. (laughs) Exactly. And then also... uh, No nails in your yard. Let's talk about nails again, because this is a big thing. Because I remember the shingle wavy things back when I was doing a lot. That was a common one. Nails in the yard. You know, I would try to explain to customers, we're going to try to get as many as possible. On the average roof in Pittsburgh, let's say it's, what, 20 square? Mm-hmm. And what's 20 square mean to the homeowner? How many square feet is that? It's 20 square is 2,000 square feet. 2,000 square feet, right? Because sometimes us roofers, we talk in, like, you know, language yeah. that yeah. most homeowners, most people don't even understand. So a square is 100 square feet. So let's just say the average home is 2,000 square feet and they have 2,000 square feet of roof. How many nails... Or, or are we ripping off that roof? You're you're looking at about three thousand to four thousand nails in that roof. You think that's it? It's probably a little bit more. I'm trying to be it conservative. All de- it all depends on uh, depends on who installed it. For yeah, it. who who who, who installed yeah. it thirty years ago, right? Chuck in a truck, two nails. Because we're we're doing <laughs> six nails on every shingle, right? Right. And we're getting about what fifteen square out of a box. Correct. And there's what seventy five hundred nails in a box. Mm-hmm. So we're getting about, you know, 7,500 nails for 15 square. So if you take 7,500 divided by 15, you get 500 nails a square. So 20 square would be like 10,000 nails. Yeah. So that's if they put six nails. But most roofers only put three or four, maybe two two nails back in the day. So let's just call it five to 10,000. So, like, that's what I always – I use big numbers with customers. Yeah. And I always tell customers, hey, we're going to rip off five or 10,000 nails off your roof. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of freaky nails, right? Even if we get 99.9% of them. How many are going to be left? How many? Let's use 10,000. At least 100. 100 nails, right? (laughs) Which is a lot of nails. Which is still a lot of nails to the homeowner, right? Because when they they send you that text message with a scoop, they got... I found 15 nails in my yard. They line line it up on the table. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some, yeah. And it's usually the ones that are a little bit more old school, right? They're very particular. I love those customers because they know what they want. Mm Mm-hmm. You just have to do a better job at setting the expectation and realize, man, like 10,000 nails came off here. If I tell you we're going to get 99.9, like we're going to high five, right? You're going to be thrilled. Get that buy-in early, right? So, right. Like, so like as long as you don't catch 100 nails, like, <laughs> show me 100 nails. Like, the coffee can rule. If it doesn't fill up a coffee can, we did a good job. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a good one, man. Is there anything else that you guys think of that's uh, like a common you know question that, that homeowners have or something they're worried about? I just feel like no. I think like purchasing a roof is probably one of the last things anybody wants to spend money on. It's not the sexy purchase, including me. Yeah. Well, unless you use black charcoal and you have a nice steep (laughs) roof and you're really trying to sex up the front of your house. Most people never look up until there's water coming through the ceiling. Nobody nobody looks at their roof until they get a new one or there's a leak. Yeah, because as soon as they get a new roof. Oh man, like they 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 notice like that that window is messed up. There's a little scuff on my siding. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys must have did that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy, that's, where, that's where company cam comes back in. You company know? Cam. I took this picture this morning. It yeah. was there. And hopefully the salesman did a good job taking pictures three, four weeks before, right? Yeah. You know, so that yeah. way we can tell a story. Because we do want to take care of anything that we do, right? I mm-hmm. mean, like anything that we're responsible for, like... You guys have carte blanche to take care of any customer situation ever, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a couple of those situations. Where's a situation where... Maybe, you know, um, something happened, you know, we, you know, I remember breaking light after, I mean, I broke so many lamps and then I started realizing, 
Is it okay if we just pull all these ones? You know, the ones that stick in the ground with the solar thing oh, on yeah. it, like, oh, yeah. and then the shingles just pile up on them. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're like twenty bucks at Home Depot, and like you know, you usually can break one. You know, it's like, you know, but it's, it's a pain, right? Because then it's you know, the customer's like upset. I wish I would be ticked. You know, it was working yeah. before you got here, right? I always sometimes back in my early days, I would tell the customer, well, "Listen, whether you paid us or you did it yourself, <laughs> that that could still happen, right? Like, I mean, it's still like you know, it, it's just." It's, it's just part there, of there's no way to do roofing in a clean way yeah, yeah. there's no way to like get a helicopter and have the yeah. nets up yeah, right and, yeah uh, yeah i mean you probably could but i mean you'd be you'd be hiring those big kind of commercial contractors to come in and cost you those union guys that come in and charge you like two hundred thousand dollars to do a twelve thousand yeah. dollar job yeah yeah and i can tell you one story it. uh we did a terracotta tear off and i got a call about a week later from the homeowner and they said our attic is destroyed with like debris and like dust, dust. And literally everything in their attic, their Christmas decorations, you know, all their old like whatever they <laughs> in their attic. Because the ridge vent is is open, right? And then yeah. the, and then debris and dust falls through, right? Yeah, and then the decking, you know, the gaps mm. in the decking board. Oh, the old house. Yeah, you think yeah. of how old yeah. that terracotta skip decking, and you're just right. What'd so I mean, I actually spent uh, probably the better part of two days with a shop vac. Yep. And masks, just sweating up there, just cleaning and detailing everything in that attic. So we tell Never fun. we tell customers yeah. now to like if there's anything yeah. important up there, right? Kind of like down, pull it up. down or cover it up with some plastic, right? Because especially if they have a really really old roof, you know, you're not only going to have the ridge vent open at the top, but like you said, like when they used those boards back in the day, they were never like perfect boards, and they always kind of move, kind of just like your regular deck outside your house, like they kind of like have a gap in between, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's where the dust and debris comes. Just save you a bunch of headaches down the road. Yeah, that's uh, most people don't go. And if you're like me, I've never even been in my attic. You know, I'm afraid to go up there. So, you know, but you know, it's uh, it's it's something. <laughs> any um, any funny stories? Talk about. Let's talk about some funny stories or really good stories that made you feel good after a customer after you did a good job for a customer. Any stories? They're all good. My, my favorite part of every job is like customer interaction. You yeah. know, that's the that's the reward. You know, just making sure they're happy and. I mean, Dan, like, you got like a lot of reviews over the last. Six, I mean, you've only been here less than a year, man, and you've like, you know, you've, I think that's my favorite part. And I like see to, Dan, I see Dan's name look up in there. Tommy does a good job with that. Chad, we gotta get you. We gotta get more. You gotta get your name up there. You got a couple good ones though. Yeah, but it's like there's a point where like you just connect with a customer and you ease their mind and you realize like it's you know you got to put the money into this. I understand that, but that that's where like the big fish experience comes in, and you just want to make it as uh, as enjoyable as uh, you know painless as possible to depart with that money you know yeah. mm -hmm. so it's uh it's the whole experience you know it's not just getting a roof it's uh you know enjoying the process who is your favorite customer when i say your favorite customer at big fish who, who comes to mind man there's a, so many and if you don't remember the name at least remember the story yeah. tell me what happened well there's a handwritten note out on the wall of fame that uh the sweetest old lady ever wrote to me and mark we did her job over in squirrel hill um <laughs> duplex that her and her husband are living in on the one side and her daughter's living right next to him and they had a lot of stuff wrong um but ended up taking out only like two days like a 40 square job um and they were just thrilled that we got everything done in that amount of time that we were able to use company cam again show them everything that's going on i was up in the attic cleaning stuff out um it said mark on the front end was fantastic so uh, Frank jokes with me a lot about me having great ex uh, great experiences only with older customers, like older ladies, like grandmas <laughs> Well, it's because you're like the little baby. Yeah. Yeah, you're like the little grandbaby. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Any older customer, send them my way. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 love, I love helping people. It's so much fun and rewarding. Yeah. What, uh, what are you guys looking forward to this year at Big Fish Contracting Company? We've got a busy, hopefully we have a busy, busy summer coming up, right? I know yeah. that this past January, February has been a little bit uh, tough. You guys haven't really been on get out, get out there to uh, get a ton of jobs done. Um, what can what can we expect from you guys this summer? I'm ready to work. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. 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 Just millions of dollars worth of work. There we go. Just watching the company grow, watch everybody, you know, contribute. New hires coming in. Mm -hmm. You guys are the first employees on the podcast, right, Mallory? Yeah, yeah, they're the first ones. Nice. So yeah, it's an order. Right. Yeah. So this is cool. Yeah, I was like, you know, I have all these like mics, and I'm like, yeah, we got to use them. You know, <laughs> like I was watching. Uh, is it is it full send? 
Is there the Note Boys? Yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Full Send. Yeah. And I was watching a podcast the other day with Gary Vee. Yeah. He was like in a house, like in the living room environment. Yeah, they just sit on a couch. They just sit on a couch. I'm thinking like, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah. Mallory, redo this. I just want, couch. <laughs> I want, I want couches in there, you know? But uh, that's cool. Yeah. What uh, What do you guys do for fun? Tommy, what do you do for fun? I golf a ton. I think you know that. Yeah. Golfing, anytime I can finish a job early and get out onto the course, that's my number one plan. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Wait till you get married and have kids and, you know, other hobbies. But golf while you can now. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. We'll chatter, that what do you do? Uh, I lift weights and study. Yeah? <laughs> Wait, what are you studying? He studies quantum physics. Yeah. I do. He was uh, in there right I'm telling you, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to do <laughs> We're, we're going to have to do a full podcast just on Chad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Might have to be a six-part series, you, too. Yeah. yeah. So in on that teleprompter thing somewhere there is the full version of einstein's theory of relativity because e equals mc square is an abbreviated version and i went through and explained all of it because you got to take momentum into consideration so e equals mc square is for like stationary mass which never really happens <laughs> I'm, yeah no me and frank were in there we just got back from lunch and he's up there writing on the board everything i'm like, what are like you goodwill doing? hunting I'm like, dude. Come, eat your, come eat your subway <laughs> like, like rain man i can figure this out i know one. i can <laughs> goodwill hunting's a good one yeah what's uh speaking of movies what's your favorite movie i usually ask people what your guys' favorite books are but i don't even know if you guys read do you read i'm not a big reader now yeah so what's your favorite movie We'll come back to you, Chad. Yeah, what's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, favorite movie's probably Iron Man. I'm a Marvel fan. There you go. How about yeah, you, Dan? Yeah, I'm of uh, the old uh, like Rocky films, Star Wars, original Star Wars, yeah. and the Marvel. See, I feel like I'm too young for Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've watched a few of them, but that's what? not really. I mean, were you even born in like? Were you born in like 2000? Uh, I was like born in 98. 98. Wow, I graduated high school in 99. Austin Powers is older. than Oh, he Austin is. Powers. I might put that that up there. Austin Powers. <laughs> might be. There you go. The spy who shagged me. Exactly. There the spy go. who shagged me. I just saw. Was he, was there a Super Bowl commercial? I feel like I saw. Yeah, it was. Right. they were all there. Yeah, it was yeah. Doctor Evil. And Mike, and he was old man. Like yeah. I can see the wrinkles like in his eyes yeah. and stuff. I'm thinking like I remember watching. Mike Myers uh, on Saturday Night Live. I mean, you'll remember that, yeah, Dan, yeah, right? Yeah, because sure. you're older than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. You're one of the senior guys here at the company, aren't you? I am. Yeah, me, Ed. Well, we get to put a couple new ones we, out. We, won't, we won't talk about the ladies that work here because, you know, we don't want to release any. They'll, they'll get private. mad about yeah, that. Get mad Tim about and Franca, they... Uh, me. We got some characters now. We got some new hires. You guys excited yeah. about like the companies? Like even I know you guys are you know Dan and Chad. You guys are relatively new, but like there's, I mean we've had, we've yeah. added even like you know four or five six other people since you guys started. Huh? Things are happening yeah. fast. Yeah, we're growing. Yeah, what's the best way to uh, you guys on social media at all? If the, if the fans want to get more action, what do you what do you do, Tommy? Are you? Well, on? I mean, I'm on social media. I'm not a huge user. Of you it. don't really use it. Yeah, the girls yeah. were chasing you down, so you had to shut it off. Yeah. Probably, right? yeah. it was just overwhelming. Constant, you single? You got a girlfriend? DMs. No, I'm single. single. I had a girlfriend for six years. He's out. He's in the market, ladies. Tommy Campbell, Tommy big Dreamer. Fish. Yeah, you can just you can just put a website request in through the uh, through the website and just say, "I want Tommy to come we, to my job." We site. don't we don't want to root if we want Tommy. There you go. There you go. Chad, how about you, buddy? Uh, I mean, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. That's about it. Yeah. I don't I don't social media yeah, well. Fa nah. Facebook is the it's, hub of the things for. But that's work. where all the old people hang out, man. Fa yeah, work wise, that's what I use. Yeah. I don't I don't post pictures. I don't tweet. I'm gonna have to get you guys to start taking really awesome after shots of your job sites and putting them on Instagram and then sending them to Mallory and me and we can put them on the company page because you guys do amazing work. We need to showcase them more. Dan, what uh, what was I asking you guys? I forget. Facebook, Fa uh, oh, yeah, social, social media. media. You, Same. You, Facebook. You're, you're back and, uh, on a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm dabbling again. Facebook and uh, Instagram. It's important, you know. I, I feel like you know you can. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of contractors in Pittsburgh that are really good. But nobody knows about them. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're like little hidden gems, and they're everywhere. And I know them all. And uh, I keep telling them, I'm like, man, if you just took some pictures and posted that stuff, man, you never have to really, you know, ever worry about work ever again. Yeah. But uh, it's a hard thing. So we're gonna wrap up. I really appreciate you guys being on. Was this fun? Yeah. Oh yeah. Last. You guys want to do it again sometime, maybe? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. I mean, we're we're gonna I'm gonna try to shoot an episode every single week for the rest of my life. We'll see how it goes, but. Maybe we'll get in here when the couches are. In yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be back on with the. Well, when big we keep sectional. growing the company and we get a yeah. big office somewhere, like off the, the parkway or off 79, 
We'll get like the top floor or something, all glass, you know. Maybe not. We want to save customers money, so we're going to keep it frugal <laughs> around here. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. I appreciate you guys having on. And um, again, if you guys love this podcast, you guys are getting any value out of that subscribe button, uh, we really appreciate it. If you could leave a five-star review in the comments on the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. We're just getting started with this thing. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Big Fish Cares podcast. It's our passion to help share stories and journeys, to help inspire optimism, to take action and accomplish your goals. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on the website at www.thebigfishcares.com. Find us on Facebook at The Big Fish Cares and on Instagram at bigfish.com. Benny. See you next time.